Frustrations are flaring one week into this year's UN Climate Summit in Egypt over a lack of progress on climate goals. Past pledges that have not been honoured include making steep cuts to emissions this decade and contributing hundreds of billions of dollars needed by developing nations already struggling to cope with climate disasters. Our reporter Rachel Nath is following the summit and joins us now from Auckland. Kia ora. it's the second week of talks. Where are we at? Hi, good afternoon, Charlotte. Um, you know what, it's, that's right, it's the second week and we're right into discussions still being about loss and damage finance. That has to be what's been leading the discussion across neg- negotiations and rooms all of last week. In fact, the inclusion of even loss and damage only made it to the agenda in the last minute um, because negotiations just constantly pushed back and the pushbacks came from the European Parliament and the US because they didn't want to put up a fund that would act as a means of compensation to countries that are largely impacted by climate change um, actions and actions from these developed richer countries, so to speak. And um, so that's where the funds were meant to come from, from these richer countries and be able for them to take responsibility and, um, and, you know, own up for the environmental causes that have affected the Pacific um, to talk about, you know. Um, And so I guess one of the things is why should we acknowledge the L&D and what's important of it is um, it would be a step in the right direction. Uh, And I think this is what the Pacific leaders have been calling for. It's a step where countries are beginning to take responsibility and come in at the forefront of this action. Um, There has still been a little bit of pushback uh, with Biden, Joe Biden, U.S. Prime Minister, President, speaking in on this on Friday and not really putting any forthcoming commitments. So there has been a lot of frustration in the Pacific. And, yeah, what, um, what are the yeah. what has the reaction from the Pacific been? Yeah, like I guess that's it. Over, like over the week, if we uh, we've spoken to many Pacific leaders and climate activists, and Again, to describe their reaction as frustrating would be an understatement. Um, from observation, collectively, it sounds like the Pacific is tired. It's been 30 years since the call for an action has been made, and yet action hasn't arrived at the doorstep of the Pacific. Um, this year alone, there have been so many natural disasters, and there hasn't been any means of uh, a fund that the Pacific could tap into, and hence why the call for a, uh, loss and damage finance has been so important. Mm. Um, yet I must add, though, that um, there have been pockets of hope and little wins for the Pacific in these nego- negotiations. Um, one of the things that the Pacific has been strong about is the regionalism at the face of uh, COP27. And so with New Zealand's contribution, um, it has been welcomed. And I guess that that is a sign of commitment from the region. But whether it's significant for the Pacific, it's been debatable. And um, and some leaders in specific, the Tuvalu Prime Minister, uh, Finance Minister, Save Piniao, has been clear that the reality of how far 200 million US dollars or, um, sorry, New Zealand dollars or 11 million dollars uh, will go. It's just not sufficient and not large enough. I would see a process of discussions ensuing from uh, this public announcement by New Zealand as to 
how best we could use this initial seed money to catalyze mobilization of additional finance. That was our reporter Rachel Nath from Auckland.